Hey everybody, welcome to the My Pursuit Podcast. My name is Mike and I'm your host for the podcast. And um, we're doing something a little bit different this week. And if you are a uh, longtime listener, you'll kind of understand why I'm doing what I'm doing this week. If not, let me uh, just kind of clue you in. First of all, this is your first episode you're listening to. You may want to check out the introductory episode, which still lives on iTunes, uh, Google Play, and Stitcher. And um, that that episode will tell you a little bit about why we're doing what we're doing, what we're doing here. Uh, because I am a bivocational pastor, which means I work outside of the church. That's where I, I get my um, salary. I, I don't get paid by church, um, even though I am the lead pastor of um, a really neat... Um, oh, gosh, neat. Man, I'm like living in the 80s again. It's um, what I consider a very amazing church. Um, and I'm very excited to be the lead pastor there because we are uh, doing some interesting things. There's some real growth happening spiritually and in numbers and all that sort of thing. So that's a great thing to see. But um, one of the one of the things that I've committed to, at least for this time, is that during this time uh, I would seek my salary outside of the church so the church doesn't pay me, which is always a fun thing to say to the congregation um, when I'm talking about, you know, what what we're doing and and asking people to volunteer because I can always look towards people and say, hey, you guys are getting paid as much to you know uh, help out at the church as I am um, because we're we're all volunteers and that's kind of a, a cool feeling um, but definitely a challenge as far as what we're trying to accomplish. So anyway, I've been doing this podcast for a while and if you've been listening to the last few weeks, I've been letting you know that one of the things that I've been kind of struggling through is just the thought of getting uh, rest and Sabbath into my um, in, into my lifestyle, into the weeks that that I'm um, that I'm working so hard. Because really, I mean, I work a full time job, and I'm the lead pastor of a church, and going into a season of the year where I'm going to be um, the head coach of the golf team at the high school too. And so, there's a lot that goes into that as well. Um, and so I don't get always enough rest, and I certainly haven't been very good about um, having a Sabbath. And so um, I'm actually talking to you from uh, my sister's family's uh, lake house. I'm, I've taken a few days um, off of work. Uh, I had to take vacation time to do it, which is the first time I've taken vacation since I've actually uh, worked at the job that I'm at. Um, taking some vacation time to be here for a few days. It's going to be about four days, uh, maybe a little bit more than that, depending on uh, how much time I have at the at the end of this. Um, taking some time, though, to... Um, and I, I don't know the proper word for it, if it's to take a Sabbath or a sabbatical. Um, I know sabbaticals, when I hear pastors talk about them, they're always talking about you know taking you know four months or three months or six months off. And I'm always like... Seriously, you get like six months off. This is a crazy thought to me. Um, but I'm taking these few days um, to do a few things: to rest, to recharge, um, to uh, in in some ways 
to re-inspire, to be re-inspired, to be motivated, you know, just to gain um, energy from God uh, for what God is calling me to do, especially going into the season which starts next week where I will be coaching the high school team as well, so I'll be even busier than I have been in the past. And so I'm uh, trying to take some time to read, reflect, to kind of think a little bit about um, the vision of, of what we're doing and where we're going as a church, all, all those things. And so I'm really excited to do this. And uh, so I'm going to record this episode in, in kind of an interesting way. Uh, during the week or, you know, during these few days, it's not a whole week, but uh, during these few days that I'm gone, I'm going to um, at a couple different times, if I feel so inspired, I'm going to uh, record some of the podcast and just kind of let you know what I'm doing um, and how I'm experiencing this this Sabbath. Because that really is, and you guys who listen to this a long time will identify, um, that's my life application this week, is to have a Sabbath, to, to have that time. And I'm just going to tell you what uh, Scripture says for a moment in Exodus chapter 20, about the Sabbath. Um, in verse 8, it's the fourth command, right? And the fourth command is, remember to observe the Sabbath and to keep it holy. You have six days each, so you have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants. Um, glad that it parses that out because I just want to make sure that all of my servants are covered there. Right, my livestock, I'm going to give them the day off as well, and any foreigners living among you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. On the seventh day he rested. That's why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. And so we've got this, uh, this command right here, and it's one that none of us do. Um, uh, I don't want to say none of us. Uh, some of us do it. A lot, I'm finding, who do it have some pretty big misconceptions. I'm starting to understand some of my misconceptions a little bit more. Even uh, what I talked about a couple weeks ago when I talked about the the Sabbath, I think um, what I talked about there, some of that was even my own misconception of what the Sabbath is supposed to be and why we're supposed to be doing it. And um, and uh, so I, I had actually anticipated recording this first bit of the podcast while I was driving uh, on my way here. Uh, but the driving was so intense because it was dark and I was super tired, by the way. Um, and I was trying to follow the directions that were written out for me to get here um, that I ended up not recording because I was too concerned that I was going to miss my turns and get totally lost in the middle of nowhere. Um, and so I didn't record then. When I got here, it was like midnight, so I didn't record then. So now it's the morning of the first day that I'm here. And... Um, in preparation for being here, I've spent some time reading from a book that a friend suggested. It's a book um, which I believe the title, you know, I don't even have the title right in front of me. I think the title is just Sabbath, um, but it's written by a guy named da- Dan Allender, who's um, the president and founder and professor at Mars Hill uh, Graduate School, which is now Seattle School of uh, Theology and Counseling. And um, he wrote a book about Sabbath, and I, I find it very interesting, and it definitely differs from kind of what I'd been thinking um, for most of my life up until now. I kind of considered that the Sabbath was a day um, that was a day of recharge, you know, rest, uh, resting from and resting for, but it was also this day of real connection with God. And there's nothing wrong with those thoughts. In fact, I think that those thoughts are probably pretty accurate and um, pretty true. 
But the way that I had always seen Sabbath and the way that I think many people do is that they consider Sabbath um, a day of worship, solitude, prayer, um, spiritual discipline, all, all of those things. And I'm not going to say it's not those things, but after reading Allender's book, uh, I've been very challenged as to what I think about Sabbath because Allender's main, uh, I, I guess that this is his kind of main thesis, is that um, when when Scripture says that God created the heavens and the earth and then, you know, on the seventh day he rested, um, the thought of rest in that culture is a little bit different. It wasn't just, you know, he took a nap on that day or, you know, kicked back and watched some Netflix. Um, the the thought is that he enjoyed his creation, that that was the Sabbath, was was taking the time to enjoy what he'd created, to delight in his creation, as, as Dan Allender puts it. And um, I think many of the thoughts that I've had about Sabbath in the past have been, it's all about spiritual discipline, it's all about reconnecting with God, so, you know, I need to do this on the day on which, you know, church happens, I mean, that's how a lot of people kind of picture it, right? You go to the temple or you go to church, and then the rest of the day you spend in prayer and quiet contemplation and, you know, scripture reading and, and that sort of thing. There's nothing wrong with any of that stuff. But um, as Dan Allender writes, are, is that what you delight in? Um, and is that what God delights in. And he kind of asks that question and goes into a lot of detail on different parts and aspects of life in which we delight and how that could be part of our Sabbath. And I really enjoyed reading that because to me, I think, um, to be honest, I, I, I think my own thought on Sabbath has been um, it's this holy day, this separated day, which is true, but it's also um, a day which is meant to be somewhat bound by um, by religion and somewhat bound by ritual and somewhat bound by not being able to do a lot of the things that I want to do. And um, he, he talks about it very differently, that, that this is a day on which you delight. And so he talks very openly about, you know what, this is a day on which you know, sometimes for a Sabbath, he'll invite his friends over and they will feast together. Um, they'll have a, a meal and he'll have, you know, some activities or some thoughts or some, you know, even kind of games sort of situations that, uh, that bring conversation into these relationships so that he can enjoy these relationships more. Um, that it's a time where, you know, and I think he specifically says, this isn't just a time to like veg out in front of the TV. Um, but he says, you know, he, he's gone to plays and he's read books and he spent time with his spouse and and with his children on the Sabbath day, because those are things that he delights in. And I think part of the inference there is um, we're we're supposed to use the Sabbath day in order to delight in God. But but as we do that, and as we delight in life and his creation, hopefully we're delighting in much of what he delights in as well. And I, I don't know how often I've thought about that. And so during these few days, I'm going to choose to do that. I'm going to choose to, um, uh, delight isn't a word that I use on myself, by the way. Um, that's Dan Allender's word. Um, I, I'm going to choose to enjoy. Uh, I'm going to choose to enjoy um, some fiction, you know, reading something. I'm going to choose to enjoy some quiet solitude where I get to reflect and I get to, 
you know, think about what's going on. I'm not going to force that on myself. I'm just going to see if something inspires me. So I'm going to do some fun things that I think might uh, inspire me over these few days. And I'm, I'm going to, you know, think through that a little bit. Um, but what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to pressure myself. I'm not going to overwork myself. I'm not going to overburden myself. I'm going to use this time as uh, time that I enjoy, uh, that, that refreshes me and that excites me. Um, and so I, I don't even know the full answer to all that I'm going to, to take part in. What I do know is this, is that I have brought, um, I, I've brought my Kindle, um, which is, you know, how I read most of my books because I, you know, think I'll be doing some reading. I've, I've brought my guitar and, uh, you know, there's like some songs I'd like to learn on guitar and I think I would enjoy that greatly. So I'm going to do that. Um, I've brought a couple movies that I don't know if I'll watch, but I've, I've brought a couple. Uh, I brought my golf clubs and I don't think I'm going to golf, but I brought them just in case. Maybe that's what, uh, you know, it's certainly something that I delight in, and maybe that's something I'll end up doing. We're going to see. Um, but anyway, I'm going to let you know how this week goes. And so I might record little bits of this at a time and let you know how it goes. But uh, my last segment of the day, and this is what I do normally on my drive to work, which is how we normally stru- structure the podcast. Half of it is on my way to work, and half of, uh, half of it is on my way at the end of the week from work, where I talk about um, what my life application did. Uh, one, one of the aspects of my, of my, um, of this podcast is that I answer a question. And so I had a question this week, uh, that I thought was really interesting and there's several questions in it. So I'm only going to, I'm probably only going to answer some of the questions that, that are here. Okay. Uh, but it talks about Sabbath, which is why I'm using this one in particular, uh, because I did have a few good questions this week. And so the, the question was, uh, let's see. And I'm, I'm actually able to read this to you because I'm not driving currently. Uh, it says, does it specifically need to be uh, Sunday to be a Sabbath day? Uh, that's the first part of the question. And I'm, I'm going to go with no. It, it definitely doesn't. In fact, if, if that's a day on which you can delight in, in, in God and you can take time in God, maybe that is a great day for it. And, and I think that's kind of how the Jews uh, looked at it, was it was a day that included their ritual at the temple. And, you know, to be honest, I don't know how much the Pharisees really delighted in the ritual that they were doing at the temple. But, um, but that's, a, that's a question for you. Is that, is that something that you delight in? Because this is a time to do things that, uh, that you delight in as well. Um, and so if, if you're kind of thinking, Hey, this is all about, um, you know, worship at church and then come home, read your Bible, pray. Um, I I don't know that that's necessarily it. So it definitely doesn't have to be on a Sabbath day. Um, I think there's part of the question too, and this question might imply, does it have to be on the same day every week? And I don't know that that's necessarily what it has to be either. Um, I don't know that that's exactly what it says in Scripture that has to be the same day every week and look the exact same. Uh, What should I do? uh, Part of the question, what should I do if someone needs my help or if I need to work on the day of the Sabbath? Um, I would suggest, you know, there's nothing wrong with helping somebody on the Sabbath, by the way. Um, There certainly is nothing wrong with that. You know, Jesus made that clear that some things are better to do. Um, and, and Sabbath is a day for choosing what is best to do. And, and when somebody is in need, um, that's what we're called to do. In fact, uh, one of the things that Dan Allender points out in his book, and I think this is fascinating, is that when we look at the Ten Commandments, 
remembering the Sabbath is the fourth of the command, and it's the bridge between the commands of, um, of, of following God, you know, the commands that honor God, right? So the commands about uh, not having any of the gods before him, um, not, uh, not having any idols, and not using the Lord's name in vain. Then comes the Sabbath, and that's the connection between the ones about God and the ones about people. And I think that's a good way to look at the Sabbath, that, that perhaps having a Sabbath enables us to delight in God in a way that impacts how we deal with people during the rest of our week. And, and so certainly if you are inspired to help somebody uh, because of your Sabbath, um, that, that's great. Uh, but generally, you know, if, if uh, somebody's saying, hey, you need to work on this day, um, that's not a Sabbath day. So, so find another day for a Sabbath if that day needs to contain something else. Um, uh, let's see. There's some other questions that are here, and I think they're good questions. Um, and I'm, I'll, I'll kind of finish with this one. There's a few others in here. I've been thinking a lot about trying to rest and take refuge in God constantly. How do you go about doing that in your life when so many other things are on your mind? That's a great question. I think that's what I've been struggling with a lot is when there's so much on your mind, so much on your plate, how can you do that? And I I don't like to be the kind of person who says I want to compartmentalize things um, because I I don't want to be a person who says I go to church and that's where I do the religious stuff and I go to work and then I ignore church when I'm at work or I ignore God when I'm at work. That's not how I want to be. Um, I want my life to be fully integrated together. But there are some times when enjoying life is difficult because of the number of things that are on your mind. Um, and, and I would say we really do need to prioritize um, what is on our mind. There are some things that we need to look at and we need to just say to them and look at them and say, this thing is trivial. Uh, this thing is a short-term thing. This thing is a thing that has to do with the stage of life that I'm in. This, this thing is something that um, is not going to be the same in, in a month from now. And because of that, I'm not going to waste my thought process on it. Um, I'm, I'm going to grow from there. I'm going to become different from there. Um, I, I think that that's something that we really need to consider is that we need to prioritize the things that are on our mind. And we have to prioritize the Sabbath, which is why it's one of the commands. Um, notice that one of the commands isn't, hey, you need to work on six days and you need to work this many hours per day. There's not, there's not a command of that, but there is a command that there's a day that you're supposed to take to delight in, uh, in God and what he's created and who he is. And um, I would challenge you to do that. So I'm going to spend the next couple of days doing that. I may record and jump in here a little bit and let you know what's going on. I'm excited to do that. Uh, but I hope that you guys uh, will have an amazing week this week. So, um, you know, keep in mind, I'll, I'll be jumping back into this uh, real soon. Um, and and you'll, you'll get to hear me and I'll let you know how this week is going. Love you guys and thanks for listening. Well, hey, everybody, I'm back, and it is the end of my Sabbath week. Okay, so I'm actually recording this at the beginning of the new week because I actually stayed until Monday morning going through this uh, experience or this time alone, and so I'm actually driving towards the ferry to get home, um, hopefully getting home just in time to head over to golf practice to the first day of high school golf practice, although I hear it's snowing over there, so that's going to be kind of fun. Anyway, okay, so let me tell you a little bit about what I've learned um, just over 
the days of doing this. And I could probably talk right now for a good hour and a half, but I won't do that. Um, so I'm going to kind of summarize some of what I've learned about myself, some of what I think is, is really kind of important for me, and I think could be helpful to you in this too, is that as I was going through this time, and I, I, I remember talking in, in my first recording about how reading that book by Dan Allender about Sabbath and hearing how he talked about Sabbath is the time to, um, to delight was his word. And again, that's probably not the word that I would use generally, um, but, but that was his word. Um, and, and to figure out what you delight in. And so I spent some time trying to figure that out uh, this, this few days that I've been gone. And I'll tell you what, that's been a really cool process is trying to figure out what, what do I find joy in, what do I delight in. And I don't want to sound corny and I don't want to over-spiritualize things, um, but the more I thought about it uh, and the more... I've really thought about this last year and how I've grown and and how that's changed in my life. I got to tell you, if you're asking me where I find my, the, the most joy, where, where I find like the most meaning and the most fulfillment, it's from what I do. And I, I guess I probably don't have the words to articulate this in the perfect way. It's when I'm doing something for, for Jesus, it's the fact that I, I really love what God has called us too. I really love living on the pursuit. I really love looking at the things that I do and and knowing that they have a bigger purpose than just giving a message or going to church or or hosting a group or going to work, you know. And and so I really kind of started to get down into that starting to understand what I really love about what I do is that I, I feel like right now I'm starting to make more of a difference than I've ever made. And that's the reason why I find, I'm finding more joy there than I ever have. And so my thought process really came down to if that's what I find the most joy in right now, if that's where my fulfillment is, is following Jesus, then in the other parts of my life, the parts of my life that, that you know take up my time, my work, uh, my, my work at church, what I do with, with my family and, and my kids, what I really started to decide is it's those things that I have to be using in a way that, that I'm doing those for the sake of Jesus. Does that make sense? I'm really starting to think through, okay, there's some things I really love about my job, my full-time job at the golf course. There's some things that I really love about it where I have fun regardless of how meaningful it is. I, I have fun talking about golf equipment. I have fun giving golf lessons. I, I really enjoy that. But there's a little bit of an emptiness there where in the midst of it, I'm, I'm going, yeah, teaching somebody how to play golf is a really nice thing and it's, it's a cool thing. But it's not the thing that has the most meaning. It's not my pursuit. And so I really started to think through how could my presence at the golf course be more about my pursuit in Jesus? How could the way that I give lessons, the way that I am around people, how could that affect them for Jesus more? How could I feel like that's more a part of my pursuit? And I started to think that through, um, not just like, you know, am I a witness to these people? But like, is the way that I work, is the way that I give lessons, is the way that I talk to people, how can I turn those things more towards um, what Jesus is calling me to do? 
and so I really came up with some very interesting ideas for this. And one of the things that I'm I'm going to put together are ways of articulating um, when I'm giving lessons, and I'm giving more and more lessons. I've become uh, actually kind of a <laughs> this is kind of silly. I, I'm kind of an in-demand uh, teacher right now. I, I actually have more people clamoring for lessons than I have time to do lessons for, which is kind of a cool feeling. But I'm not just going to be about teaching them golf. You know, I, I was thinking all through uh, yesterday and the day before, um, I, I spent some time thinking about, you know, when I teach somebody, um, you know, how, how to hit a, a ball with a certain club, um, there's there's some things I could articulate about how, you know, am I teaching you how to cover up for your mistakes here, or am I teaching you how to do things correctly? And talking about how, you know, many times in our lives, we, we just try to cover over our mistakes. We try to just uh, marginalize the mistakes that we're making when, when really we need to get away from making those mistakes and do things the right way. And, and I thought about, I mean, I took, a, I took notes of about 25 different things that I could communicate, things that I'm actually going to make videos of uh, for video lessons that I'm doing that I'm going to post on our, you know, on the golf course page and, and make those available to people. Not just because, hey, people need to see more of me or hear more of me, but because I want everything that I communicate when I'm giving lessons to be about something deeper, to be about my relationship with Jesus. Um, I want that to be reflected in the way that I work, um, in the accountability I have in the way that I work, in the way that I train employees. Um, and so that's really been on my mind a lot, is how can I make more parts of my work more of my pursuit? How can I do that more at church? You know, how can I do that more through the messages that I give um, to make sure that the messages that I give are more meaningful? Um, are, are more coming from a place of passion for me and, and a place of wanting to see life change for other people. Um, so I, w- I was really kind of thinking through that. Um, so really a lot of it came down to figuring out what I love that Jesus has called me to do and how I could bring that more into different aspects of my life. And, and I think that, that might be a good challenge for all of us to kind of look at, hey, with what Jesus has called you, what, with what you're doing on a full-time basis, how can you do those things in order to instruct people, in order to involve Jesus more in everything that you're doing um, so that you can find more joy and more fulfillment, even in some of the mundane things that, that we are required to do for our jobs? And let me, let me tell you, there are some mundane things that, <laughs> that, that I do uh, have to do in my job. So, you know, with high school golf season coming up and coaching and mentoring kids, I want that to be at the forefront too. I, I want to teach them a different way to live and a different way to think about other people. And, and I'm excited to do that. And so I've got that coming up as well. I also determined I really, really uh, delight. I still, I'm not comfortable with that word, but I really find a lot of joy in, in reading and learning and learning how I can grow. And so I had a great time doing that. You guys, I read like, I don't know, like nine or 10 books over these uh, few days. And I mean, that's a lot of reading uh, for me. And, and uh, I just had so much fun learning about uh, my own personality. I, I read a book on, on personality, kind of learning about that and learning, you know, some of the, the issues that I have and 
and how I can work with those and how I can change some things in my own life. And I was excited to learn about that. And I was just having so much fun just learning and, and even so much fun and just even reading just fun fiction and where that takes your mind. I, I finished the book. I, I forget if I said this, but, um, uh, at least in the first podcast that I did or the first half of the podcast, but I finished reading the book, uh, the stand by Stephen King. And I know people are always like, Oh, Stephen King, right? He's the guy who writes about horror. Well, it's not what that book was at all. Um, that book was one of the most astute commentaries on the church and culture that I've ever read. In fact, um, as you read that, you'll you'll start to learn how much Stephen King really knows about the church and um, how powerful that is to him. And I, I don't know anything about the guy's faith. I read an interview once with him where he said, yeah, he believes in God, but, but he doesn't know what to do with that faith. But he writes about faith a lot. And in this particular book, um, he was writing about the struggle between good and evil and seeing so many people who were... Um, you know, believing that they were supposed to be on the side of good, who were, while they were part of the side of good, there's kind of these these two factions that develop in the book, The Stand. Um, one that's kind of organized under um, this pretty kind of evil persona, and one that's organized under somebody who's like very outwardly Christian and, you know, always quoting Bible verses. And, and all the people who flocked to this Christian woman and started to follow her and and take part in that, those people all believed that they were on the good side, the right side, and that they were the good guys. But what's interesting is how Stephen King talks about how, um, and makes many allusions to it in, in his book about how a lot of these people who, while they believe that they're on the good side, and while they're a part of this woman's you know group that's almost kind of like a ministry where she's constantly talking about Jesus and, and talking about you know what God wants to do in your life, that all these people who are about those things, um, they start acting just like the people who are on the bad guys' side. And uh, a couple of the, the emissaries that they send, they send a couple spies over to the, the bad guys' uh, place where he's at in Las Vegas, of all places, right? They go over there and they kind of live undercover for a while and meet with these people. And while they're doing that, they find out that the people who are on the bad side or the people who've chosen that side, which is more of a side of selfishness and self-preservation, um, they, their commentary is always, they're just like the people over on our side. They're, they're, they act just like the good guys. And Stephen King really kind of wrote this in a, in a very interesting way to talk about how um, it's not just what side that we kind of put ourselves on or that we say that we're identified with that causes us to be right or wrong. I mean, it really truly comes down to how are we living our life and does our life have a mission that's for good and, and for the right things? And and uh, and and that's kind of where that book... And, and so I was blown away by that, like just the, the social commentary that's there. And, and really, I find that a lot in the church right now, how there are so many people who claim to be Christian who live just like the people who have no claims about it at all. The people who, you know, really do believe that they are there to live a very secular life. Um, Christians are living just like those people. And I, and I don't mean, you know, watching the same TV shows or listening to the same music. I, I, I mean that, that there are people who claim to be Christians who are just fine to hate others or discriminate against others or mistreat others or judge others. 
And, and it's fascinating to me that this doesn't come up more in the teaching that we, like in, in the popular teaching that's out there. Um, that more people aren't talking about the fact that, that there are very few Christians who have chosen to live um, for a real pursuit and a real purpose to really, you know, see a difference in the world around them. And, and uh, I just thought that book was, I mean, gosh, w- what a great um, observation Stephen King had there. And it really kind of opens our eyes to a lot of what's going on in, in the world around us right here. So anyway, I just got to tell you, taking that Sabbath rest, taking that time was very valuable for me. Um, those of you who go to my church, you're going to hear a lot or at least experience a lot of what this has meant to me in, in through the ways that we're going to start within the next month or so is talking about direction and talking about uh, the mission of where we're going as a church because I've been very inspired there and I've been very moved with how we should be looking at things differently and how we should be really on a pursuit as a church. And I'm so excited to get into that and start talking about that. And, uh, and so you're, you're going to sense it there. Um, you, you're going to see it in the way that I live my life. Uh, one of the things I, I definitely am not going to make any bones about is that I am unapologetically going to take more time as Sabbath time during the week, uh, that, that I will have a day that I hold aside. Um, and I don't know what that's going to make my weeks look like. I, I went into some of my calendaring. It's going to be a challenge, uh, but I'm going to make that work because this is something that's um, an extremely valuable thing for me, something that I haven't been doing very well and something that I need to commit to. I'm also going to take more often. I'm going to take more of these breaks. And I don't know if they'll always be, you know, five days like this one uh, was, um, but uh, I'm, I'm going to take more of these breaks where I just get a time to uh, be inspired, and uh, I'm I'm excited to do more of that. So anyway, I'm going to end this week's podcast there. I'm so excited that you guys are listening to this, and I'm thankful for you guys to hear this. I hope that this has meant something to you. I know this week was more just kind of describing what I'm doing and what I'm experiencing, what I'm getting out of it. But I hope that you're getting something out of that as well, and I hope that there's something that challenges you uh, to take some time to evaluate what you're going through, um, to look at what you're learning and and reading and understanding from the world and and start to understand what God is calling you to as well. But anyway, thank you again for listening to this. Uh, We'll be back on a regular schedule next week. And uh, the next one will be up on time. Obviously, today's wasn't up on time. But uh, love you guys. And uh, thanks again for listening to this. We'll talk to you next week. Every man